0: Welcome to Mentality Meets, conversations that explore mental health stories and strategies to help leaders like you change the culture of mental health in your workplace. I'm Peter Larkham, and today we're talking with Sam Griffiths. And we're going to be talking about exercise. Now, this isn't a topic that is close to my heart, but it is an important topic in relation to our mental health. Now, Sam believes that we need a little mind shift when it comes to our work-life balance. With more of us sitting for longer and getting out less, especially due to this weather, Sam's insight is about how we use our surroundings to help us simply move more. So here's my conversation with Sam Griffiths.
1: Thank you for inviting me along, Peter. Um, my name is Sam, Sam Griffiths. I am a health coach and I generally help busy and stressed, time poor people um, look after themselves better, practice better self-care, um, including exercise. Um, I've got two children, 8 and 13, and based in Southampton and I'm a busy person myself so I try and lead with um, the strategies that I help people use. I use them on myself um, so hopefully I can
0: be of use. I, I struggle with that first engagement of time poor people because, you know, I'm fitting totally into this category. Um, someone who would love to do more exercise but doesn't have the time and actually doesn't really have the inclination. Because, my question, Sam, in the context of this current world, the current time we are in, which is winter, just for people who are listening back, um, it's dark and cold and wet outside um because of social lockdown i shouldn't even be going outside unless i really have to which gives me a perfect excuse not to do anything um so how do i kind of begin to overcome this negativity that's just locked in my head
1: um well the first thing i always say i work with a lot of people that um when they come to me they're not active at all and they might not been active for a long time. Um, So that's the approach I have to take. So exactly kind of what you're talking about. And the first thing um, I look at is what I call planting seeds Um, and looking at time. And and often people say they don't have time. So looking at the smallest amount of time that someone might have, having that conversation with them, um, and then what I call planting seeds. That might look like 15 minutes. So 15 minutes of some form of exercise or movement. And let's say, do that twice a week. So then I put that to that person and said, if you had 15 minutes and we could do something constructive with that time, are you open to doing that? And, you know, nine times out of 10, the answer is yes, I can do that. And then we talk about what that is. So really it's first time, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I I work in very simple time blocks um, because people often need to compartmentalise things. Because if it's open-ended – then that's what stops people. Because if someone's time for you, say, okay, I need to do some exercise. If there's no kind of like end to what that looks like, there's no box that you can put that into, then you just count it and then you get on with get on with what you're doing.
0: So uh, 15 minutes, I would love to say, yeah, totally on it. Um, but I want to know whether that can be 15 minutes in between a cup of coffee and a slice of cake. Because there's also that context that exercise is something I don't enjoy. Can I give myself uh treats um at the end of it to go yes I actually did something Is that kind of negating it because I kind of feel like cake is not a good thing in the context of exercise but it's definitely something I would like uh at the end of my exercise any 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 thoughts
1: um I'd ask you what is it that you don't enjoy about exercise? because then you get you get into the person um you get into their history and and actually it's something that's for a lot of people, we, we make it really hard. We make exercise really hard. Uh, and, w- and we do it. We do it. And often it's born out of, if you've not been active for a very long time, it could be months, could be years, if you've got this mentality that you need to catch up, then you might be doing things a lot harder um, than you would normally initially just because you're trying to catch up. And, and the thing is, you can't catch up on exercise <laughs> um in the way that we think that we can you can't make up for three or six or 12 or 10 years worth of inactivity in in a short space of time it's impossible right but that's the mentality that we go into it so if we can change our perception of that or change our mentality that opens up a different approach so it's why don't you enjoy it tell me why you don't enjoy it
0: why don't i enjoy exercise um because it hurts afterwards it hurts you know doesn't doesn't it for everyone you go for a run and then your, your legs are aching for for days I look at myself now compared to the uh energetic athletic 18 year old that I was you know the guy that used to cycle before I had a car uh and then I had a car and would drive in the car around the corner instead of cycle anywhere um and I totally think Sam that there, there there's that mindset isn't it um Melissa said, I've created a kettle boogie. I have no idea what this is. Are you making tea? Uh, hang on, I think she's saying keep weed. Uh, in essence, many of us are stuck in our seats too long. I love a cup of tea uh, or seven during the day. Now, this is good. I'm, I'm on this with the cups of tea kind of thing. So each time I put the kettle on, I try to have a wiggle. Stretch, knees up, just for a minute each time. Sam, is that a good thing to do? It sounds... Pretty brilliant in my world.
1: I think it's a pretty good thing to do. Yeah, um, I, I like um, Matt talked about the morning commute, so I use that a lot with people. Is is creating buffers before and after work or during work, where basically you've got to change your environment. So right now, if we're stuck at home working, that means you take yourself into another room, means you take yourself outside. But you need to do that in order to create that buffer or um, circuit breaker, we call it in uh, COVID times. Um, so using the commute before or after work. And it's just that change of environment. You might have to put different clothes on. You might have to put shoes on. Um, you might need to move, physically move yourself upstairs, downstairs, wherever it is. That's a really, really helpful way of um, if putting in that time. Um, and that buffer is actually just by that morning commute that
0: evening community, that works really well, actually. So when we're thinking about kind of mindsets and stuff, I mean, let's face it, this year has been an interesting one. Um, Some people have loved it, and other people have really struggled with it. Um, And now one of the things which I talk about in the courses that I deliver, so through the Mental Health Health First Aid courses, especially, um, that exercise is good for our mental health. Now, for someone who is adverse to exercise, and this is very much kind of my... World, and I should probably be much better at encouraging people to do exercise, and therefore more engaging with myself. And I want to try and unpick in this conversation, in the kind of time that we have, how to begin to change my mindset so as I can see exercise as different, so as I can see it as a wiggle time when I'm making a cup of coffee. Because actually, in my head, exercise is doing weights, you know, being on a running machine or uh, a cross trainer, and I have very much that go to the gym mindset, but also the fact that I never went to the gym when I could go to the gym and now I can't go to the gym. So it's a little bit like, how do I how do I change the mindset that I have? How do I change that view of who I was then to who I am now? Um, because people have gone through a really tough time this year. And I think exercise is actually a really quick win for a lot of us to just boost our, our mental health. Any tips or any thoughts?
1: Yeah, so I'll go back to what I said about 15 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Um, in order to either get your body moving or get some endorphins going, you don't need to do exercise for very long. 15 minutes works, 30 minutes works. So if that's like your primary driver, that's why you're, if that's the motivation you're looking at in order to do some exercise, um, a small amount of time actually works really well. Versus if someone's motivated because of, say, fat loss or wanting to burn calories, um, you look at that 15 minutes and go, well, that's not worth it. That's not going to do anything. It's not going to do enough. So then what you say is, okay, I'm not going to do it at all, and you get into that all-or-nothing mindset. Whereas if you're looking at the motivation behind doing it, say for your mental health to try and just perk yourself up, 15 minutes does actually work. Um, And then you look at that 15 minutes, does it have to be hard? Does it have to be difficult? It's you that's making it difficult or it's you that's um, following something that's beyond your current ability um, because you feel like you have to. If you make it easy, get yourself moving 15 minutes. And you might have to do that for weeks and months. But what's the problem with that? And it, it, it always comes back to like ourselves, our ego, and remembering our former self um, and wanting to get back to that, whereas actually you want to be looking ahead to the future self that you want to be. So if you want to improve your mental health, you know 15 minutes is worth it, if it's fat loss, you might look and say, 15 minutes is not worth it, so you've got to look at the reason behind what you're doing, uh, why you're doing it, and also connect with that in the moment. you've got to remind yourself at the time.
0: I'm loving this because I honestly think 15 minutes is something I could do. Um, And I think what you're also saying is that we've got to understand why we're doing it. And actually, just to kind of pick myself up and move more than I normally do is really important, isn't it? And I mean, I've got a a Fitbit. I was given a Fitbit for Father's Day um, and it tracks my steps. And the other day I had literally ended the day on 450 steps. I'd literally been in one spot all day and got to the end of the day and I just couldn't even think straight and my wife just literally went get out and she kind of told me to to leave and just go for a bit of a walk just to get some fresh air get some oxygen going but the other thing which concerns me and this is again totally personal to me if I'm not careful I see 15 minutes as a short period of time and I think right let's go and I absolutely blast at it which means I don't really do the warm-up uh i go as hard and as fast as i can and then i don't really do the cool down and lo and behold my body is is hating me for it which then means that i don't want to do it again so how do we how do we find that balance of what good movement is which is pushing us but not destroying us
1: uh practice versus working out that's my key concept with exercise when you practice something, you practice it like a skill, it's to get better. Yeah? When you work out, you are literally working yourself out. You're making yourself tired. If you're already busy, if you're already unfit, um, if you're already tired, the prospect of making yourself more tired is enough reason to not even consider doing it. Whereas if you're looking at something like practice and a skill that you can get better at over time, that's the mentality. That can, can span many months and years. And like anything that we do that we're really good at, like you, mental health first aid trainer, how many years did it take you to build up that skill of public speaking and the engagement? You had a long view to the way in which you approach that, and that changed your mentality, it changed your expectations, it changed when you gave a talk and it wasn't quite as good as you wanted it to be. You thought, well, that's okay because I'm playing a long game. Um, and that's what try and encouraging people is looking at something like practice versus working out um, and looking at the skill that you're trying to train. That could be running, that could be rowing, it could be using the weights, um, it could be you know training strength and movement, it could be doing yoga. But all of those things that I've just described are skills um, and you can get better at them over many, many months and years. And when you have that kind of mentality, you stop thinking about working out, you stop thinking about making yourself tired.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm liking this a lot because, um, firstly, you're using mentality all the time, just to let people know. Mentality is a good thing to go and have a look at. So we we'll are back to our interview in just a second. I want to tell you about a video course I made called Mentality. It's a one-hour mental health video course delivered by me. It gives you the need-to-know essentials to spot the signs of poor mental health And take action so here's what other people have said about it maria said i was surprised how it made me think about myself and even my friends and family patients feedback said mentality is eye-opening it helps you support someone to get the help they need perhaps potentially saving their life james's response says it was the best course i've been on i had the attention span of a gnat and i was gripped for the whole time you see poor mental health is devastating so many people all over the world. And yet despite a general recognition that there's a problem, very few people know what to do. We miss the signs of poor mental health, or if we see someone struggling, we don't know what to do. And that's where mentality steps in. It's the need to know essentials on how to spot the warning signs and take appropriate action to respond. All packaged together in a digestible one hour video training course for your workforce. It's designed for everyone. Because every person, whoever you are, can be affected. To access Mentality, simply visit www.mentality.work. That's www.mentality.work. Click on Enroll, add your details, and enjoy. Mentality Spot the signs and take action. And now here's the second half of our interview. Do you find that people move from limited exercise for mental health improvement, like you were talking about, to longer, more intensive exercise, which then benefits physical health as well? Is that a thing Do people kind of move from one to the other?
1: Yeah, that's, well, that's exactly what happens. And I think that's what people need to kind of have a, an eye on is that's what I meant by planting seeds, because I might work with an individual and they're doing nothing when they start with me, absolutely nothing. And we're putting in 15 minutes twice a week of something. To a year later, they're now exercising four or five times a week and they're enjoying it and they're doing a variety of things. But the difference is we've looked at 12 months. And what we're taught to do is look at now four weeks, six weeks, 12 weeks transformations. And you can't change a mentality in six or 12 weeks, but you can look at changing a mentality. I think over twelve months, twenty-four months. Um, so it's just having a longer view of the things that you want to do and the things that you want to be in terms of of exercise, and that's what that comes back into that skill, that practice element. Because if you practice something, you get better, which makes you more feel more capable. If you feel more capable, you then become more confident, which then allows you to practice something that's
0: better, become more capable, more confident, and it's this virtuous loop. This is something that I would like to do better. I mean, that's kind of the reason why I wanted to, to talk with you and invite you on here is because I know that my own mindset is holding me back because everything in my head says that exercise, you push yourself, you, you kind of go to a point of you can't go anymore. And then I literally break myself. Um, so I've had back issues for, for years and I would literally do exercise one day and then be on my back for three or four days afterwards Um, and that's my relationship with exercise and it's not a healthy place to to be and so I'm now trying to get to a place of thinking like you say kind of little but more often and keep moving and I think this is all positive but I'm still battling with like Pete was saying seeing my younger self versus my current self and the limitations that are, are now happening if there is something that I can take away and the audience can take away from our session today, what is it? What, what is your top tips? I know that's a really overly used phrase, but um, I mean, we can say move more uh, and eat less nice and simple, but there's more to it than that, isn't there? Please tell me there's more to it than that.
1: Yeah. I I don't actually, I don't like that phrase because I think it's very intangible. Um, and it's like uh, the word balance you're trying to get balance it's very intangible and if something's intangible then you can't really um, how do you kind of implement that Um, so I like to think things that got some some boxes to them so um, planting seeds number one if you're doing nothing that looks like 15 minutes twice a week And, and let that carry over for four weeks before you think about increasing it and then maybe that 15 minutes twice a week turns into 30 minutes twice a week. And then let, that, let yourself normalize that time, that space, and the thing that you're doing within it. Mm. Um, that feeds into practice versus working out. Practice, practice, practice. Do something that you can see in the future you might like to do. So you mentioned to me earlier about doing the pull-up. There's progressions and things that come into being able to do the pull-up. It's true. I
0: do have a. I do have that image uh, of the videos. Now I don't know whether this is just a little bit of an insight into me, but when people do the pull ups, but then they're kind of like walking and moving along the bar and all that kind of stuff, and like properly whipped. That's the image I have in my own head. Um, just to let you know, I am nowhere near that kind of person. But if I was to visualize anything, you know that's the that's the person I am visualizing. Uh, in the context of pull-ups and is there hope for a rather larger person with little enthusiasm to do exercise is there hope for a person like me sam
1: absolutely absolutely um it's your expectation how long is that going to take and if that is something that's important enough and something that you'll be interested in doing are you willing to to wait for that to happen so is it, is it worth it for you to do that? I, and I actually think um, relating exercise to, to skills like doing a pull up or X amount of push ups, being able to run a certain distance in a certain time, they're really good goals because they're based on being able to perform something which is about confidence. Um, so becoming more capable, becoming more confident, and then that, that virtuous loop. Um, but it's drilled into us that we can have things now And being physically capable does not work like that. Um, It takes a long time. If we can be comfortable with the process and making steps over a long period of time, that's the thing that makes the biggest difference. And I think the motivation that lies behind that. um, So fat loss, for example, I think is a really poor, short-lived motivation for exercise. I call that first gear thinking.
0: One of the things you're talking about is, is about the longevity of goals. And if I'm not careful, I'm quite happy just to wait. You know, it's something which is too far in the future and I'm never going to attain to. And then I get to a point of going, you know what, I'm actually okay with that. And therefore I don't do anything towards it, which I think is the the issue with this whole pull-up point. Matt's kind of saying the 12-week cycle comes up a lot. And I know uh, that when I've trained for a 10K or a 5K run, it takes about 12 weeks to get to the point where I'm happy with it. So is there something key about that? kind of longevity because 12 weeks what are we talking about with 12 weeks uh four weeks Once we're talking about three three and a half to four months of of change is that quite key for us yeah i think yeah looking at sort of three three
1: and six month blocks in terms of tiers i'll give an example for myself so i i run but i'm not a runner okay i run but i'm not a runner some people run and they are a runner they they do races, they go into competitions and events, things like that, but I'm not interested in that. So I run, but I'm not a runner. I run for my own emotional headspace. I put in my headphones, so I listen to some really terrible music and I do that once or twice a week. Um, but also I can run a 5K in under 23 minutes. So I, I, I'm actually quite a fast runner, um, but now most of the time that I do my running, I do what's called run-walk programs. So I'll run for two minutes, I'll walk for two minutes, or I'll run for three minutes, I'll walk for three minutes, and I'll do that on a cycle. I might do that 10 times. So I could be out for an hour, but I'm running for three minutes and then I'm walking for three minutes because I want to enjoy what I'm doing. I want the emotional headspace. So even though I've now built up years of practice and I'm running regularly, I still... Use what is perceived as a beginner program because the five k, the Couch five k, you mentioned that that's a run walk program. It gets people to then running continuously, and I I like to challenge that idea of well, once you can run continuously, why do you have to run continuously all the time? Why can't you do the run walk? Why can't I enjoy running faster, treating it like a skill, and then walking off and just getting outside, and enjoying that? And I've just thought that's really important to mention as someone. Like for me, who's perceived as being a professional, as being perceived as very physically capable, I still use a beginner programme most of the time
0: with my running. So, we can take 15, 30, 45 minutes to move more? Surely, is it that simple? And that's what Sam's talking about, keeping it simple and looking at the longevity of our mindset so next week i'm going to be talking with lisa richards now grief and bereavement are two topics we'd rather not talk about and yet these are two topics we all experience at some point in our lives lisa and i will be talking about why these are so hard to talk about as well as exploring the healing available when we start to learn how we can talk about it and talk about our own experiences better So can I encourage you to leave a review on the podcast as it really helps us get the word out. And thanks again for listening to Mentality Meets, conversations that explore mental health stories and strategies to help leaders like you change the culture of mental health in the workplace.